welcome to the Wise Healthy Bites podcast. I'm Beth. And I'm Catherine. With a combined 27 years of experience as registered dietitians, we're here to share real life nutrition tricks and lifestyle tips that we hope will inspire you to make helpful choices in the aisles of the supermarket and in life. This is episode number 16, Five Steps to Better Self-Care. And on today's episode, we'll share some simple strategies that are aimed at keeping you well during this time. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today. Um, well, we are still in the midst of the coronavirus, so Beth and I are actually both at home recording this episode over a Zoom meeting, um, and then we're going to send it to Sunbury Broadcasting Station. They're going to add the music and do all the magic that they do, and then they'll post this for you. So we may sound a little different, but we are doing our best to practice social distancing and stay safe and healthy during this time. So today we have two very relevant topics that we want to talk about. Um, So first would be self-care habits that are connected to less stress and anxiety, as well as overall health and well-being. Um, And second, we want to tell you about this really awesome new service that the wise dietitians are able to provide, and that is telehealth, which is meeting with a dietitian virtually. That's right. Yeah, lots of, you know, good and very timely things to cover today. Um, And yeah, definitely a different setting, which feels a little strange, but it's good. Um, So thanks for tuning in. Um, So first, let's really kind of explore a little bit more about what self-care is. And it wasn't until I really looked into the definition that I understood fully what it meant. And now I love the phrase even more, honestly. So it's really defined as an activity that's done intentionally. So it just doesn't happen. You know, we wish things would sometimes just happen and, you know, to take care of ourselves. But this is actually an intentional act that can really foster good mental, emotional, and physical health. Um, So while it's a very simple concept, you know, I think in times of, you know, stress and challenge, which we're all facing right now, um, it's very easy to overlook, um, you know, just that basic self-care of just doing things that that lift you up and and make you feel good. Um, So really, when you also look further, good self-care is the key to improve mood, reduce stress and anxiety levels. And of course, it's also kind of connected back to overall health, immunity, well-being, which I feel like we have touched on these topics in a lot of different podcast episodes before, but we're really bringing it to light in in this particular episode. Um, And so, of course, we know that no one is immune to COVID-19 because it's a new-to-us virus at this point. You know, it never hurts to really implement some self-care habits now that are just good for overall health, and hopefully these new habits will then carry on to when we're back to like a normal kind of state of mind and, and things are kind of returned to what we would normally expect for this time of year. Right. That's right. So yeah, definitely all of these tips are something that we should be incorporating all the time. But like, like Beth just said, especially now that maybe we are a little bit more stressed than typical um, with the new routines that we're all doing. So in general, our immune system does a really good job at defending against germs. But, you know, every once in a while, a germ is going to invade successfully and it'll make you sick. Um, And really, there is no one single thing that's going to make a difference when it comes to your immune system. It's a very complex system with many working pieces. Um, And every part of your body, including your immune system, will function better when you use these self-care strategies like the ones we're going to talk about today, Um, but then also protect yourself from, you know, environmental hazards that we might uh, encounter, you know, air pollution, secondhand smoke, you know, things like that. So um, let's jump in. So Beth, what is our first self-care habit? 
Yeah. So again, no surprise because you all know that we're dietitians. Um, you know, we love to talk about food and nutrition. Um, you know, so of course, first one is nourish. Uh, so your body and your immune system need good, regular nourishment to keep you feeling at your best and to really kind of keep the engine humming, if you will. Um, and like Catherine mentioned, it's for one, not one particular habit. It's also not about one particular nutrient that's going to make a difference. So if you're one of those people that really just wants the like quick fix, the magic bullet, you know, it's kind of really all comprehensive and all those components work together to just foster good health and, and you know, relation to nutrition. Um, you know, so again, no surprise, it's really important to eat a well-balanced diet that includes a variety of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, lean meats, seafood, healthy fats, nuts, seeds, eggs, you know, and as I'm looking at this list, I'm thinking, gosh, these are a lot of the things that we're talking about in other places right now, just as staples, you know, that we might have easily on hand at pantry, fridge, or freezer to put them to use. Um, so even if you are kind of like in a state right now that you're not able to get out, a lot of these foods you may already have stocked up on or have easy access to to start incorporating into your, your eating routine. Um, you know, and additionally, I think it's important to know that as dietitians, you know, we always like to recommend food first. Um, so choosing food first over supplements, over a lot of different vitamin and mineral, um, you know, supplements and so forth, because foods really provide a variety of vitamins, minerals, phytochemicals, and fiber kind of beyond what you would just get from the magic bullet, that pill, that supplement. So they all really work in connection with each other. Uh, of course, it doesn't hurt to take a daily multivitamin on a regular basis to help fill the gaps. You know, I personally do this. I think it's just a good, what do we say, like insurance, you know, you're kind right, of insurance basis because no one eats perfect. Um, you know, and then other supplements, of course, may be warranted for certain conditions. So we're certainly not saying that, you know, if you have a certain condition that would benefit from a supplement, um, you know, or something of that nature, you know, if it's, if it's kind of medically recommended um, to help right. manage that condition, certainly it might be something that you would, would take on a regular basis. But for right. the Always talk to your doctor first if you're, you know, wanting or thinking about taking a supplement for a certain condition. So, um, so let's say you're not sure where to start. Like, what if I really need to, over, I feel like I need to overhaul my diet because I'm not getting all those things in that Beth just mentioned. Well, don't, you know, don't overwhelm yourself. Pick one thing that you can add today. So maybe you're going to add a small salad to your dinner, you know, that to get a little more veggies in, or maybe you want to add like a handful of almonds to your afternoon snack. Like just start with one small change. Cause otherwise it might, it really might be overwhelming. Um, and if you haven't listened to our very first podcast, we'd really, you know, recommend you go back and check that out. We talked about our five to thrive philosophy, um, including, you know, we talked about the nourish pillar in there. So we have more information there um, about that. But again, just start small, you know, one simple change that you can start doing today. Um, so Beth, I think you're going to do a little myth busting. I know. And I always do love to do this type of uh, <laughs> Um, you know, so immune system myth. So that getting more than the recommended dietary allowance of a vitamin or mineral, mineral <laughs> um, will improve your immune system. So, you know, some of you might think, well, yes, of course. And some of you may be skeptical. So those skeptics out there are correct. So the immune system fact here to counter that myth is that there is no evidence that taking extra amounts of any vitamin will improve your immune system or protect you if you don't have a nutrient deficiency already. So so the exception would be that older people who are more likely to have such deficiencies should discuss, of course, this question with a physician um, who has um, some good background in geriatric nutrition. Um, but yeah, so kind of taking over and above 
you know, really won't give you any kind of nutritional benefit or, or you know, do anything in a big way to your body, which is right. I think a lot of people I feel think. like, right. I think a lot of people, as soon as they start getting sick or, you know, they'll just take massive amounts of vitamin C or something like that. But the science just does not prove that that is helpful. Right, exactly. And that, and, that, and that same vein is actually, it's more important, of course, to just be well all the time, just like we're talking about, you know, so regardless of, you know, our current situation or cold flu season, you know, it kind of like ultra dosing, you know, when you start to have a sniffle, right. that's not going to do anything. It's more about leading up to and kind of overall good habits all, all along. That exactly, really exactly. Yeah. So Catherine, uh, Catherine, take us into um, self-care habit number two. All right. Self-care habit number two is to move. So regular exercise, really is one of the pillars of self-care and just overall healthy living. So it can improve our cardiovascular health, help to lower our blood pressure, helps control your weight. Um, it even really can protect against a variety of dis diseases. And I think one of its greatest benefits, especially right now, is that it can help to boost your mood and give you more energy. Um, and really, you know, just like a healthy diet, exercise is going to contribute to general good health and therefore to a stronger immune system. That's right. And yeah, such an important piece of the puzzle. And I have to say, I mean, we've been getting out, taking those walks around our neighborhood. And I think a lot of people really are doing so because they yeah. recognize like, hey, we're, you know, we're kind of indoors a lot more than normal. Um, you know, this really does help me feel so much better. And I mean, gosh, I don't know about you, but I'm seeing a lot more people around than I normally would, you know, unfamiliar neighbors, you know, it's kind of an interesting, you know, scenario right now. Um, but I 100% agree with all of that. So yeah, researchers really aren't um, sure how exercise helps to strengthen the immune system. Um, but some studies show that people who exercise have better functioning white blood cells. Those are the ones that really do help to fight off infection, um, you know, and then compared to people that don't exercise. So people that do exercise regularly, they have that improved function in white blood cells versus those who do not. Um, it may also contribute by promoting good circulation, which makes sense. It's kind of getting the blood flowing. You know, circulation is a big part of kind of like overall health and, um, you know, kind of health management. Um, so this helps the, to, this allows the cells of the immune system to move through the body freely and then just do their job well, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that's just, I, I mean, I'm always the one that loves to know the reason why behind things. So I really think that's fascinating. Um, and let's say you're somebody who maybe isn't able to walk or, you know, if you've had a knee, a bad knee or bad hip, you know, something like that, like you can do exercises in your chair, even if you just are lifting your arms or lifting your legs at the knee, like those things are going to help promote circulation. So every little bit counts, like just like diet, when it comes to exercise, like every little bit counts. Mm -hmm. um, so here's a um, fun fact too. So exercise is associated with the release of endorphins. And now endorphins are those like natural hormones that affects your brain in positive ways. So they can help ease pain, promote a sense of relaxation and well-being. So, you know, all of that is going to help you de-stress, sleep better, and that in turn can help your immunity. Mm -hmm. um, and the American Heart Association recommends that we strive for at least 150 minutes of exercise or activity per week. So break it up any way you like. If you're going for, you know, two 10-minute walks a day, even if you're going for a five-minute walk at a time, like all of that is going to add up. Mm -hmm. um, and do that 
while being true to your exercise personality. And so that means picking things that you enjoy doing and that you look forward to doing. So I'm going to put Beth on the spot here and she doesn't know what I'm going to ask. <laughs> I know. I'm curious here. What, what is your, what, what would you say is your exercise personality? Well, you know, I, I do enjoy running a lot. I love being outdoors and, you know, especially this time of year, I kind of like to break out, get that fresh air, um, you know, and do runs, which, you know, I normally run solo. However, I would say just under current um, circumstances, I've like really taken to kind of virtual you know, online workouts. Um, I, you know, have been doing some more group fitness classes, you know, as of late that I've really enjoyed. So that kind of brings that element back in. Um, so I guess in general, I would answer that question probably more like outdoor kind of uh, exercise yeah. personality, like, you know, walking outdoors, running, hiking, you know, kind of being outside if possible. And what yeah. about you? I'm going to flip that. Oh yeah. So mine, I was like, oh gosh, I asked Beth, but she's probably going to make me answer now. <laughs> So I've never been, recently I'm not really a gym person, so I just don't, I don't know what my thing is about that, but I just don't enjoy going to the gym. Yeah. Um, so I have a friend that I work out with, and it's just her and I, and so now, this is going to be really interesting, we are not skipping our workouts now that we have to stay at home, but we are going to like FaceTime or video chat or something. Um, and do our workouts virtually. So I'm not giving up on it. And I told her that we still need to figure out how to do this. So it'll still be workouts with just her and I. Well, and um, kudos to you for just adapting. I mean, which we're all adapting in a lot of different ways right now. So I yeah. would think to our listeners, you know, if you haven't checked out virtual, you know, online uh, exercise programs, I mean, gosh, there are so many. I was overwhelmed right. with the different options and many of them have no cost whatsoever. I've found some really great yoga classes. Um, so if you are normally working out with someone, you know, as in Catherine's example, you can easily find those classes, you know, easily accessible right on your, your computer. So don't overlook that as an option. Um, kind of if you're feeling a little stuck right now. Um, okay, yeah, so so one more thing I have been doing like 20 to 30 minute, like gentle yoga, mm -hmm. um, videos over my lunch break because I feel like I'm sitting even more now. Like there's no distractions. Like when you're in the office, there's people to talk to. I run to the mail room, like, yep. you know, like, but now I don't really have anywhere to get up and go. So I feel like I'm sitting more. So trying to stretch out my back, just like get the blood pumping and, you know, get energized for the afternoon. So kind of have to, it is a lot about adapting to your current surroundings. So. That's right. That's right. But no, I think those are great examples and a great point just regarding, you know, sitting more, even just, you know, making sure you're sitting in a comfortable chair, keeping good right. posture. You know, some of those things you may not have thought about, like when you're working at your dining room table for the first week, that may have worked. But now if it's a longer term, you know, kind of situation, which we know it is, trying to invest and think of how you can make yourself comfortable, um, you know, for the long run. Yes, yeah. that is a really, really good point. So actually, funny thing. So like my friends and I, apparently we all have these like wooden chairs or whatever, or like really not very good chairs to sit at. Like we have really nice work chairs at the office, but here we know is so we're all sitting on a pillow and it's just really funny. <laughs> right. And I love it too. It's like all about adapting, like kind of working no. with you have right now. Right. Oh gosh. And I think along those lines, you know, I think again, it's no surprise that moving is part of like an overall, um, you know, stress and, and self care, um, kind of boosting, um, you know, routine, of course, you know, self care habit number three would come back to rest. Um, you know, so kind of being gentle with yourself right now, if you're struggling to sleep well, which, you know, I would think a lot of people are doing what you can to, to try to make that happen. Even 
even if you are napping during the day, if that's, you know, realistic for you, um, but just kind of building that into your, your day. So our bodies use sleep as a way to heal themselves, you know, and of course, a well-rested body can fend off germs, you know, more easily, which makes sense. And just in general, you feel better, right? When you're not so tired and, and, you know, when you haven't had a good night's rest. Um, so studies show that people who don't get quality sleep or enough sleep are more likely to get sick after being exposed to a virus, such as a common cold. Um, so lack of sleep can also affect how fast you recover if you do get sick. Um, yeah. You know, so kind of doing what you can to, to make that time for rest is so important. So how much do we need, Catherine? Yeah. So, okay. So let's see. I feel, <laughs> this is why I feel like I fall into the kid category because I love sleep. So kids 12 and under need about nine to 12 hours of sleep. Teens, 13 to 18 years old, need about 8 to 10, and then adults 18 years and older need about 7 to 9 hours of sleep. So um, it, it is just funny. I mean, I feel like there's people out there who get a lot of sleep, and then some people are like, oh, I function enough four hours a night. So there is a lot of benefits to getting enough sleep, and there's actually a lot of research out there on how sleep affects what we eat, um, and it is pretty well known that if you're chronically not getting enough sleep, or even if I know like there's a couple of nights with not enough sleep, uh, you do tend to eat more during the day, um, kind of like as a way to help wake you up or energize you a little bit like that. So there is associations there. So there's a lot more benefits, um, I feel like, to getting enough sleep than we realize. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Um, so, you know, if you're kind of like, now how do I improve on this, you know, self-care habit if I'm not doing a good job now, you know, taking a little bit of active time to get ready for bed can help. Um, so using the hour before bed for just kind of some calm, quiet time. To Catherine's point, maybe that's when you're doing a little bit of gentle yoga, just kind of unwinding, deep breathing. I know sometimes I'll stretch before bed and it really does kind of just affect overall, like, my level of calmness. So that could be something you could try as part of your bedtime routine, avoiding strenuous exercise, of course, and really bright artificial light. So that means put the TV, up, you know, turn the TV off, the computer screen away, maybe um, put your phone away at least an hour in advance. Um, so that light may actually signal the brain that's time to be awake. Um, so avoiding heavy or large meals within a few hours of bedtime, uh, you know, light snack is okay. I think it's kind of an old, um, you know, myth at this point that you should never eat before bedtime. But to me, if you're hungry, you know, eat something small um, that will make you feel better, satisfy you. And, you know, it's, that's perfectly appropriate. Um, also avoiding alcoholic drinks before bed. So contrary to popular belief, you know, some kind of drink before bed may, you may think it would help you sleep, but it actually um, is contrary and it may cause you to wake up over over the night and have disrupted sleep. Um, keeping your bedroom quiet, cool, and dark, that's kind of an obvious um, kind of um, recommendation. So a dim nightlight might be fine. Um, you know, if you just need a little bit of, of light maybe on, on the, the pathway or, or whatever, if you need to get up overnight. Um, even a nice hot bath or some relaxation techniques, again, before bed, like reading or, you know, maybe some brief meditation. Um, I know there's a lot of meditation apps out there. I think, again, many of them are offering kind of free usage mm -hmm. right now just for folks that, that need a little bit of that guidance. So maybe something to check out. Um, so these are some things you can all kind of like implement right before bedtime. And I say just even like reading over those have made, have made me feel a little bit calmer at this moment. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think the hardest one for people is probably to avoid the artificial light before bed because we're either watching TV or we're looking at our phones. So like the phone might be the last thing we look at and then the first thing we look at in the morning. So that's a hard one. But really it, it is, you know, the blue light in there that it does stimulate your brain to think that you should be awake. So yeah. it can affect you know, and I think too, a lot of folks will use their phone as like the alarm for them. So that yeah, I do that. You know, maybe you don't have a bedside clock that you use your phone. So, you know, I've definitely read, I think you have too, Catherine, that, you know, if you look at your phone in the middle of the night to say like, oh, hey, what time it is. And then you have that bright light blasting in your face, right? At yeah. AM, you know, it can really kind of throw you off, um, you know, as well. So just something else to consider, maybe turn the, uh, the brightness on your screen down, you know, or something like that to try to, to find a workaround. But um, so what's our number four self-care habit? Oh, okay. I think you were going to say something else there too. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. So number four is me time. So this one's kind of funny. So I feel like it might be really easy, a little too easy for people who live alone right now, or it might be really hard for people right now who have kids. That's true. Um, <laughs> could go either way. Um, but really, so when they look at chronic stress, and when we're talking about chronic stress, we're talking about things that are lasting weeks or months, um, that really exposes your body to a this steady stream of stress hormones. And that in the long run is going to um, decrease your immune system. So it's really important to make time to relax, renew, rejuvenate. So carve out some time during the day where you can just really let go of the demands for today and refresh for tomorrow. So whether it's, you know, a couple minutes, whether it's an hour, just, you know, maximize the time you have and do something that you enjoy that leaves you feeling, you know, calm, yet energized. Um, really don't underestimate the power of being in a solid mental state. So we tend to make less healthy decisions for ourselves when we're under stress or feeling down. Um, and I feel like, honestly, that is kind of, um, that's what's going on right now in life. Um, you know, social media is kind of everywhere. It's just about how people feel like they're eating more than usual. Um, and it, I totally see that. Like we are stressed. Like it's just a very uncertain time. Um, and so it makes sense that you might be craving more of those comfort foods and things like that right now. Yeah. And I think honestly, you make such a good point. And we know that there's like some different research on like social media and just like, you know, compare, I don't know if you'd call it comparison syndrome, but for lack of a better description, like where in some cases it may actually make you feel more down and then lift you up. So I think if you're right. finding that right now, which I mean, there's a lot of, there's some positive out there, but I feel like there's a lot of negative, uh, you know, and if you're struggling, I would say maybe just turn it off for a while, give yourself a breather. Um, and if above all, it's not uplifting you and making you feel, you know, in a better frame of mind, you know, just remove it for right now because we have enough right. and I have, on our shoulders. I have done that. I have got rid of, I kept like one. So I kept Facebook as a social media app for, there was a couple month period where I got rid of any other social media apps on my phone. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of gone back to some of them now, but I do use them way less than I had in the past. So sometimes you just need a little break. Agreed. A hundred percent. And I think right now, because you may be using social media more, you may be accessing it more just because of a little bit more free time and a different routine. Right. Um, so I think if you're not seeking out maybe um, just helpful types of resources and tools and, and things like that, you know, then maybe just kind of reconsider how you're using it and, and reevaluate and maybe make a change. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's a really good one. All right. What's our final self-care habit? 
So, yeah, I think, you know, as we were talking about our, our kind of conversation for today's episode, you know, kind of brought to light, you know, we're really trying to social distance and be safe and take care of ourselves. But, um, you know, I kind of heard like the analogy of, you, you know, kind of doing physical distance, not so much social, because again, right now we all really need to lean on others around us to stay strong, to stay optimistic, just to know that there will be a light at the end of this tunnel. Um, you know, so I think especially now you have to be more intentional with making those connections. So you're not probably seeing people out and about. Of course, you're not seeing people at work and, you know, your friends for social gatherings and so forth. So, you know, going back to like what feels so old fashioned, picking up the phone and having a conversation, or, you know, if you're kind of really to technology using that virtual approach to have a video chat and, and some of those things so you know just in general people who feel connected to friends whether it's a few close friends or a large group they certainly have stronger levels of immunity than those who feel alone um, and this is something that's you know study based so it's, it's research based um, so it may seem hard to do again right now but um, so beyond like a video chat a phone call um, you could kind of try a group text um, or even like group Facebook message I know I've been in a couple of group Facebook message groups recently and and that's just kind of fun and you can just like you know forget about some of the challenges for the moment um you know sending letters so i've seen a few different um you know, kind of organizations around saying to bring up, bring back a pen pal. So maybe reconnecting um, with pen and paper, if that's realistic. Um, you know, if you have a friend that has uh, the same board game, set it up, play a video chat. So you could do maybe, um, what would be a good one you could do? Like from a distance? almost everybody has like Monopoly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you just, you know, they roll the dice, they move your piece for you. You, you know, like I feel like that could be cool. Yeah, I love that idea. That would be so much fun. I know, honestly, in my home too, we've been playing more board games and kind of like things and pulling out the puzzles, stuff we wouldn't normally do. Um, so yeah, I think that's yeah. a really fun one. Um, so I'm going to interject. Like, so yeah. one thing I feel like that's important about connecting with other people right now is that you can laugh like every like the world is so serious right now and obviously we need to be but there's a lot of research about laughing and um, just how that can boost your mood there's like even research around laughing and heart health benefits and it all makes sense if you think about it like it really does give you that instant mood boost mm -hmm. um, and so that's why it is important to stay connected with people right now you know talk to your friends you know video chat um, I can't be around my nieces right now, so we video chat, and, like, we just, uh, sometimes we just sit there, and, like, I'm working, and my niece is coloring, but, like, we're just, like, you feel like we're, you're with each other. Right. There's just, like, the presence of someone else there. No, that totally makes oh sense. Oh, my gosh, yes. That's exactly it. So, yeah. and just laughing, and, and Beth, <laughs> I have to say it. I have to say it. We had a really, really big laugh before we started oh, working. Oh, yes. <laughs> Way to call me out, Kathy. Before we started recording this episode, because Beth started talking like before she hit the record button, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And we just laughed and laughed about it. So, like, but again, like it instantly boosted my boot, my mood, anyways. So. No, that's for sure. I think, yeah, being able to like, yeah, just take a moment and again, just like forget. I mean, when you're laughing about something silly like that, you're not thinking about anything heavy, right? You're just like in the moment and we're enjoying each other's company because you know, exactly. we're not in, you know together right now and seeing each other, um, you know in the same place daily. So I, I agree. That was a lot of fun. Um, so hopefully y'all <laughs> listeners got a, a kind of a giggle out of that as well. Gosh, like again, me like kind of adapting to use of technology for a lot of different things. We're you know, trying real hard. Yeah. One other thing too, just related to connect, um, you know, we know, you know, there's a lot of people going through a lot of really 
different situations. So for some, it may just be that you're at home right now. Um, for some, it may be that you're not currently working and there's a lot of uncertainty there. So I think if you know others that might be going through this in a different way and maybe a more stressful way, just being mindful of that, maybe seeking those people out. Maybe they're not seeking you out because it's difficult to discuss right now. Um, so just kind of, you know, considering other ways to, to kind of potentially connect and, you know, be there for, for those around you. Um, and then speaking of connecting, we're super excited to share a new way to connect virtually with the Wise Dietitians. Um, so last week we launched a platform that enables us to connect with customers right from the comfort of their very own home. So we're kind of all in that space right now. Um, and it's just a great opportunity to connect um, with an expert nutrition professional um, to maybe you're just, you're discussing a pre-existing health condition. Um, maybe you need some guidance on something you've been newly diagnosed with. Maybe you need some help finding new solutions for, for just cooking with pantry staples or for kids' activities to get them in the kitchen and so forth. Um, but we right now have um, a VIP introductory offer that comes at no cost. You'd be able to connect with a dietitian for two different sessions, all virtually. You could just use your mobile device, your phone, a tablet you could use a, a you know a laptop whatever you have um, it's super easy to get connected and then if you have interest in kind of learning more about that all you would have to do is visit the wise nourish your life Facebook group so we talk about that a lot within our podcast and refer you there for resources and tools and, and to connect um, or you could email wise dietitians at wisemarkets.com so from there we would actually just send you an invite you would create your account see how easy it is to engage with and get yourself enrolled for this VIP offer um, you know and, and connect the dietitian really within the next you know couple of weeks um and i would say too from the experiences we've had and some feedback it's very user-friendly you know we're all kind of enjoying the the engagement with it you know um customers we've worked with have found it very easy to use so if you're not really tech savvy no fear like this will be something you can easily use with with no headaches <laughs> right and just one note too it so it so when you think about it, it is, you know, video chat, but if you don't have a webcam or smartphone or something That's like that, you, you can just do it. You can just do it like a regular phone call. Mm -hmm. So you are able to just talk with the dietitian that way. So don't let, you know, a lack of video capability hold you back from one. That's right. That. That's right. And so yeah, this, this tool, I should say too, this platform is something we've kind of had in the works. It just worked out now that we're able to go live with it, which is really um, very timely. Of course, the best timing ever. ever. We need that virtual, you know, opportunity to engage with our customers. Um, you know, but this will of course be available in the long run. So if you don't think now is the right time, you know, you'll always be able to take advantage of this kind of later down the road. And, you know, if, if interested, you can even just now reach out for some more information. So we'll have that information there again on our Facebook group. Um, you know, yeah, that's a good point. Point, that it's, more, if yeah. you're not ready for it right now, it will be there later. So keep it, you know, keep that in your mind. So Definitely. Yeah, very good. All right, Beth, what is our takeaway tip for the week? So, I mean, I always, I think I probably always say it's so hard to, to boil it down. You to, do always say that. Right? <laughs> um, I would say that focusing on self-care, for one, I think we would agree it's always important, but it's even more so important right now. Um, it can help you stay physically, emotionally, and mentally well during the super challenging time. Um, so really, maybe choose one of the habits we discussed um, today, what resonates with you, where do you have an area for opportunity, and try to make it a priority, um, you know, and, and start to see how it may impact and, and work in your life in, in different ways to make you feel better. Yes. All right. Very good one. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. You can get in touch with us by joining the Wise Dietitians Facebook group. Simply search for Wise Healthy Bites on Facebook, or you can email us at wisedietitians at wisemarkets.com. 
The information shared in this podcast is intended for education only and is not intended to be a substitute for a medical diagnosis or treatment. The Wise Markets Healthy Bites podcast is owned and distributed by Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. Any rebroadcast or other use of this podcast without the express written consent of Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation is strictly prohibited. Please click subscribe so you won't miss a single episode.